Welcome to the LDS Mental Health Podcast. This is a podcast for faithful women who want healing in their relationships, guidance from God, and internal peace. Each week, you'll hear mental health concepts taught through a spiritual lens from me, a licensed clinical mental health counselor, to help you start thinking in a higher and holier way. Welcome. On this episode, we will be discussing seven sabotagers of your mental health. For probably obvious reasons, I'm always interested in different ways people's mental health are being attacked. As a mental health therapist, I'm always on the lookout for small and simple ways people can fortify their mental health. Fortifying your mental health means looking for ways attacks are coming in and then building up strategies to help combat those attacks next time it comes. Sometimes you might not even know it, but you might be the one attacking your mental health. So for the entire month of September, I'm going to focus on different ways you might be sabotaging your mental health and strategies to help fortify those sabotaging tendencies. So to sabotage something means you're damaging, destroying, or hindering something from its progress. So I want to talk about certain actions, mindsets, or relationship interactions that can damage, destroy, or hinder your mental health. I actually have noticed seven very common sabotagers that women are doing in their mental health. And in order to give each one the time it deserves, I'm going to split this episode up into three different parts. So today I'm going to outline three physical things you might be doing to sabotage your mental health. So let's dive in. The first way you might be sabotaging your mental health is through a lack of exercise. So exercise is known as nature's mood enhancer. Regular exercise actually has a ton of benefits for your mental health, and it can really ease depression because it releases these endorphins and a lot of other feel-good chemicals. So exercise can also suppress immune system chemicals. Um, These types of chemicals would cause um, that you would be decreasing are the ones that worsen depression. So you're decreasing those. Also, exercise can increase body temperature, which creates a calming effect. And who doesn't want a calming effect in their life? Exercising regularly can also give you confidence. It can distract your mind from worries improve social interactions, and help you cope with life stresses in a healthy way. That's kind of a ton of benefits, right, for your mental health. Also, when we're talking about exercise, it doesn't have to be like a vigorous exercise. This can be just taking a walk, stretching, or doing simple yoga moves. In fact, I've been a regular exerciser for years, but one part of my physical movement that was lacking was in steps. I work in a job where I'm seeing clients all day and I don't get up much in between sessions besides going to the bathroom or filling up my water bottle. And also my regular regular daily exercise of lifting weights didn't really get me very many steps. So back in the spring, I decided I wanted to increase how many steps I was getting in a day. Now there's tons of benefits of increasing the amount of steps you take in a day. One of mine that I noticed is that my resting heart rate has decreased. This means that my body is dealing with stress better just by increasing the amount of steps I'm taking in a day. The point being, even though I'm doing a vigorous exercise routine, um, just increasing my steps helped me immensely. 
So don't go out planning a big giant routine to get started. Just get up and do a few more steps each day, even between tasks, and it can be a huge help. But here's a dilemma I notice when getting more exercise in your life if you're struggling. Exercise may seem like this physical thing that only benefits you physically, physically, but actually getting started with physical movement is more of a mental battle, right? Think about it. If you're struggling to move your body and receive the benefits of exercise for your mental health, it's likely you have some thoughts that are holding you back from that, right? So working on your thoughts about exercise might actually be the start of working on your physical movement. And I'll share more about that in just a minute. But first, let's outline the second sabotager of your mental health, which is lack of sleep. Sleep is actually a source of physical and emotional resilience. Sleep provides your brain and body an opportunity to recover from the difficulties of your previous day. So when you have adequate sleep, then you're able to deal with the stressors and challenges better tomorrow by recovering from the previous day's challenges. So losing sleep for one or two nights might make you feel groggy and grumpy and out of focus. But if you have a habit of poor sleep, that can really wreak havoc on your mental health. So research shows that people with mental health problems tend to sleep poorly. The Sleep Health Foundation actually reported that 60 to 90% of patients with depression also had insomnia. That's huge. Now, researchers also think poor sleep can result in mental health problems. So vice versa, right? According to the Harvard Medical School, that treating sleep disorders can actually help relieve your mental health symptoms. So recently, I've been wearing um, my Garmin watch, which I found out tracked my sleep during the night. It has been so helpful to see the different cycles of sleep and how they're affected by my activities during the day. So my watch gives me this suggestion of what to do if I have like this lower sleep score to help increase the score the next day. And one of the things that's really helped my sleep is meditation during the day and at night. It's helped a ton in getting not only enough sleep, but getting into the right sleep cycles so that I'm actually rested the next day after sleeping. And I want to talk more about meditation to help your sleep at the end too. But first, let's go over that last or third sabotager of your mental health, which is the lack of socialization. So what I mean by this is not interacting with others and experiencing true connection through communication. I see a lot of people who are suffering from loneliness and isolation, and loneliness is actually associated with higher levels of anxiety, depression, and suicide rates. So I think there are a few things that are contributing to this lack of socialization. The first one is social media. A recent survey of 1,500 adult Facebook and Twitter users showed that 62% of participants reported feelings of inadequacy and 60% reported jealousy from comparing themselves to others on social media. So here's a crazy one too. 30% said using just two forms of social media made them feel lonely. Think about it. When you're, you are on social media apps, you're living vicariously through other people's lives. That's not real connection, nor does it help you feel fulfilled. Also, social media isn't just to blame. Overuse of smartphones can decrease socialization. 
Using a smartphone is very rewarding activity. An endless variety of apps, messaging systems, and websites trigger positive feelings. And that habitual smartphone use can cause you to check your device constantly, you know, for that fear of missing out on something. Actually, excess smartphone use can cause a form of addiction, which compulsively checking your, with compulsively checking your notifications and updates. Compulsive or excessive use of smartphones could worsen symptoms of depression, anxiety, chronic stress, or low self-esteem. Also, think about how smartphones keep you from interacting with others in a room. When you enter a room, you can often see, you know, most of the people in the room on a device not interacting with other people. And this can really decrease socialization and increase anxiety, depression, and low self-esteem. But it's not that easy to just say, well, just put down your device. People are conditioned to not have some sort of input into their brains every three to seven seconds. You would need to retrain your brain to be okay with silence. To learn to be still and have your brain reward center firing from that type of input rather than social media or smartphones. That way you can start to have connection and socialization with others and feel the fulfillment from it. Now, I'm sure you understand the importance of adding exercise, proper sleep habits, socialization to your life to fortify and strengthen your mental health for the future and upcoming winter, right? And each of the sabotagers I talked about have a component of working on your thoughts and brain responses to help you from sabotaging your own mental health. So one of the most effective ways I found to add these fortifiers to your life and work on your thoughts about them is through revelation meditations. In fact, President David O. McKay said that we pay too little attention to the value of meditation in our lives. So strengthening your mental health by using revelation meditations will help you to have that clarity in your thoughts so you can have more peace and cope with the stresses that are coming into your life every day. These revelation meditations also help you receive divine help to increase energy so you can work more productively throughout the day. They also help you communicate your needs and desires to connect and improve in relationships. And they help you process your emotions so you can create healing and have better care for yourself. So if you're a faithful woman who's feeling stressed, unmotivated, confused, and emotional, you can begin strengthening your mental health in 20 minutes a day by using revelation meditations to pass through the presence of the Lord and receive his enabling power of peace, energy, connection, and healing. So at the beginning of next month, on October 1st, I'm going to do a 30 Days to Stronger Mental Health Challenge to help you fortify and strengthen your mental health for the future and this upcoming winter. Each day of the challenge, you'll have a specific meditation on a private app where you can complete to help you strengthen your mental health. You'll receive the entire Clarity in the Chaos course with 25 unique meditations for free. And you can use them during and after the challenge. You can even start the meditations immediately and not wait till October 1st. The challenge is held on a private community app, and this is a place to connect with other women facing similar life challenges um, to you. 
You can get your questions answered daily on the challenges and become motivated to develop critical mental health tools. Also contained is the, also contained in this private community app is it's away from social media so you don't have any distractions from that. Within the 30 days to Stronger Mental Health Challenge, there's going to be weekly prizes given for completing the daily challenges and an ability to connect with other women who are experiencing similar life challenges as you. The prizes are there to help you motivate and keep your focus while you are developing new and crucial habits for your mental health. So the challenges are a great way to start a new habit. They provide the boost you might need to get started making a change. Also, once you start the challenge, the daily repetition boost of momentum will strengthen your mental health as you keep going and achieving small successes, and that can motivate you to keep the changes going even after the challenge. All right, if you're ready to join us to have stronger mental health through this challenge, then click the link in my show notes and you can get started with the meditations right away. Then once you register, send the link to a friend that you want to do the challenge with because challenges are much more successful when you have an accountability partner. Also be sure to hit that follow button on your podcast app so you can catch the next two parts of the seven sabotagers of your mental health. See you next week. Thank you for listening to the LDS Mental Health Podcast. I hope you were able to find ways of healing, guidance, and peace. If you liked this episode, please share it with a friend who would love to start thinking in a higher and holier way as well, or hit that follow button so you don't miss out on any episodes. Also check out the links in my show notes for other episodes you might like and links for other mental health resources on my website.